Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're starting a brand new series today called What Faith Looks Like. And if you, if you didn't already know, I have, uh, there's a group of like four or five of us that get together every two, three, four weeks or so, and I call them our, uh, our series engineers. So any message series that we've had for about the last two years, if not more, has come from this group of minds that we get together and we talk about what are some things that we want to address on a Sunday morning. And so we'll, we'll talk through ideas, and this particular idea came about uh, actually a few months ago, and it kind of just played around in our minds for a while, and, and we kind of came up with this series of what faith looks like, and the idea for that is there are so many different ways that faith shows up in our lives. There's so many different ways, depending on how you grew up or, or, or where you grew up in church, or were you a, a, sing, a, a single child? What do you, is that a single child? Single kid? Only child. <laughs> Thank you. Texas State graduate, so I uh, have some uh, gaps there. If you were an only child or you grew up with a bunch of siblings, it, it can change the way you approach a lot of things in life, but for sure, faith. So faith not only shows up in our lives different ways as we grow up, but faith looks differently to us as well. For example, it's very easy for maybe some of you to have faith that God is going to bring provision, that God is going to provide, that you're not, you're not worried about money and finances because you have strong faith that God is going to provide. Well, for someone else, maybe they don't have as much faith in that area. Maybe they have a lot of faith that God is going to heal. Some people have big faith that God will heal things, will cure our illnesses. And so faith shows up differently. And so the reason that we want to spend a few weeks talking about this is I want to maybe let myself know. A lot of times when I'm up here talking, I'm really just talking to myself and just, you know, preaching to myself more than I am preaching at you. But what I want us to explore and think about over these next few weeks as we're digging into this is how does that or how does that how does that approach to faith grow our faith? How does, the, how does us understanding that faith shows up differently help us to grow our faith? Because that's what we want to do here. That's what we're trying to do on Sundays. We don't set all this up just where you have somewhere to go. We don't set all this up just so we can have someone speak to you for 30 minutes, just so the band can have a gig every Sunday. We set all this up so that we can grow our faith together as a community. So as we dig into this today, what I want to talk about first is how sometimes what faith looks like is sacrifice. A sacrifice, and I'm not talking about sacrifice like they, like they talk about in the Old Testament where you bring a sacrifice to God and that sacrifice is pleasing to God and now you can go away and live your life because you have brought a sacrifice. That's not what I'm talking about. The sacrifice I want to talk about is you giving up something for something else. When I, when I was thinking about this this week, I was trying to think of what are some sacrifices I made in life. And I have such a, if you know me at all, you know that I, I love to be sarcastic. And I've grown a lot in that where a lot of time when I was growing up, my sarcasm was really to attack people. And now I, I like to use my sarcasm to be funny, but 
I try to be careful not to attack people with it, right? Everybody said, right, right. Okay, thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me on that. I really needed that. So I was thinking about the sacrifices that we make. When I, and and I, was, I started to think about myself, like what are some sacrifices I made? And each one that I thought of, I, 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 I mentioned sarcasm because I'm so sarcastic that I'm sarcastic with myself. So I was thinking through some of the sacrifices that I have made. And I would say it out loud or I would type it out. And, I, and then as soon as I typed it out, I'd be like, oh, wow, big sacrifice. Aren't you the hero? That's what I would say to myself. <laughs> wow, you're such a hero for cleaning the house. Wow. Where's your medal? <laughs> but I want to dig into it because sometimes the word sacrifice can kind of be overinflated, but I want to talk about how simple that word is, how simple that idea is of sacrifice. So I'm going to give you a very small, small example of a sacrifice that I make. And I, I'm already going to be, I already said the sarcasm for you, so you don't need to say it, okay? Here is a sacrifice I make. So, when I, am at, uh, when I am at home, okay, I work from home, and my, my, what I do for work is not near as demanding as what my wife does for work. She's got people calling her, asking her questions, she's doing reports, and I have some of that, but not near the volume that my wife does. And so, when I'm done with my work, or I have time for a break, I can say, well, I would like to relax. Maybe I'll see what's on YouTube, and maybe someday I'll share with you the kinds of things I watch on YouTube. I'll, I'll share one. There's this guy, he does, uh, he does car detailing, and uh, he comes out with these 20, 25-minute, 30-minute videos and him detailing a car, and I'll watch those beginning to end, and just over and over again. And I'm like, babe, check out what he did with this Corvette. Did you know that you could do that? Look how he has that light over there. And that's, that's not even the weirdest stuff that I watch on YouTube. Do you guys ever watch those, uh, those videos where it's like this, it's like just this camera, someone cooking, it's like in Korea or something, and they're just making like a bunch of like American burgers, but they're making them in Korea? <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> I just dive into some holes on YouTube. Anyway, that was way more than I planned on confessing today. So, uh, so I like to watch my videos and relax, but here's what I do. Here's the sacrifice I make. I think, well, I have time to relax, the laundry can get done later. The kitchen can get clean later. I can feed the dog later. I can mow the lawn later. And then I think, well, you know what? I would actually like when Amber gets home from work, I would like both of us to relax together, watch a show, watch a movie. So uh, the sacrifice I make because I am such a hero. Can you guys believe the hero I am? The sacrifice I make is I clean the house during my alone time, during my time that I have made for myself because I finished my work so that my wife and I can relax together later. Again, I know, I know I'm not a hero, but these are the sacrifices that we make. That's a very, very small example. Now I want you to think about yourself. Who in here is married or has been married or is with someone they're going to marry or is with, would like to be married at some point or knows how to spell the word marry? Okay, one person knows how to spell marry. Okay, no, you're too late. Everybody back there. When you get married or you get into a committed relationship, you have sacrificed something, right? You have sacrificed a little bit of your independence. You sacrifice a little bit. You know what I sacrifice every morning? I sacrifice being quiet. My wife, she doesn't like me to make a lot of noise, so I wake up 
And because I love my wife, I tiptoe into the bathroom. I open the bathroom slow, slow. I only turn on the closet light so the other light doesn't brighten up the room that she's in because it's dark. There's sacrifices I make. Do you see? Do you see the, you starting to get the picture I'm painting about the amazing husband that I am. Are you guys getting it or no? What sacrifices are you making? How many of y'all have children? Have a kid, no matter what age. Talk about sacrifice. Everything about your life changes when you have kids. Everything about your life changes when you find out that you're pregnant. You start to think about things differently. Sacrifice comes. So what does that sacrifice look like for you? Now I want you to think about the sacrifice that will grow your faith. Because we have all these sacrifices in our life, but what about our faith? What about the faith that we want to grow within us? What is the sacrifice that is made there? You know, a great way to think about this is where are you afraid to make a sacrifice? Where are you unwilling to sacrifice something? Are you willing to sacrifice sleep, to get up early to do the things that you want to do? Some of you would say, no, absolutely not. I don't care what my goals are in life. I'm not giving up this. I'm not giving up sleep. I'm not giving up this job. I'm not giving up this pay. I'm not giving up these friends. I'm not giving up this show. I'm not giving up staying up late. A great way to look at the areas we have to grow is to look at the areas in our life that we are unwilling to make a sacrifice. Now, the verse I want to look at today, it, it points to the ultimate sacrifice, right? The sacrifice that Jesus made. And I'm not saying that you need to go out today, and if your friend needs something, you lay down your life for that friend. That's not what I'm telling you, that you, are going, that you need to go give up your life for a friend today. But I want to look at the heart behind that, what would make someone like Jesus do that. Not just Jesus, someone like Jesus, someone who wants to be like Jesus, someone wants to have, who wants to have faith like Jesus. What would make someone like that make a sacrifice for someone else, for something else? So let's take a look at verse, uh, I want to look at the book of 1 John. 1 John was actually a one of three Letters that were written by the Apostle John. John was one of the followers of Jesus, one of the original, the original 12. First team, first team all, all Bethlehem. And this particular letter, what he's writing, he's writing to a group of people, a group of believers, right? So if you consider yourself today, if you consider yourself a believer, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, then he's addressing this to People like us, people like you. Now, what I'm about to read, if you don't consider yourself a follower of Jesus, then you're not really uh, uh, underneath the, the, uh, the challenge here. But if you do consider yourself to be a believer, then this is a strong challenge. So this is 1 John chapter 3, and we're going look to at, look at verses 16 and 17. Now, I'm going to be reading out of the, new, or the, the Passion Translation. Now, your, your Bible that you read, or if you have the, the YouVersion Bible app, it might look a little bit different. That's okay. It's okay for the translations to look different. It helps us to get a good understanding 
of what the authors of the Bible were trying to say. So let's read this. This is 1 John 3, chapter 16. Check it out. He says, this is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. Now watch this. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help them, yet shows no pity and closes their heart against them, how is it even possible that God's love lives in them? How is it even possible? Now, uh, 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 maybe a more accurate translation, the more we understand emotion now that we're, that we're more enlightened in 2022, are we? Uh, the more we're enlightened in 2022 and we understand emotion, that might be better translated instead of pity to be compassion, right? Pity almost assumes that you are better or, or, or better off than somebody else. But compassion is more of an understanding. It's an empathetic response. Check this out. I, w- I wrote this down. I wanted to read you what the uh, Message Bible says for verse 17. It says, if you see some brother or sister in need and you have the means to do something about it, but you turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. <laughs> that is, uh, that's from the Message Bible. It's pretty strong, pretty strong language, and I love how strong it is. I love when I read a passage that empowers the reader to do something, to take action, to make a change. I love that so much about the Christian faith that we are constantly empowered by a God who gives us love, forgiveness, grace, joy, and says you are empowered to not only live in those things, but to share those things with the people around you. What an empowering God we have. What an empowering faith we're in. How boring would it be if you were just told what to do all the time? No, instead, you are empowered to act and choose love. And not love the noun, love the verb, to actively love somebody. That's what takes sacrifice. You can tell someone that you love them. That takes three words. I don't know how long it's been since you said it, so on the count of three, let's all say I love you, okay? One, two, three. I love you. Was that hard for anybody to say? That was easy. That was easy, right? Now if I said on the count of three, I want you to show someone that you love them, how would you go about that? Where would you start? What would you do? Well, how do they want me to love them? I don't know. Have you asked? I don't know. One of, my, one of my most dreaded questions that my wife will ask me, she'll say, and she has all the heart in the world and she means it so much, she'll say, how do you want me to love you today? And I'm like, that is too much, too much, too much, too soon. How could I possibly know? How could I possibly know? Because I'm one of those kind of people that feels like they don't have any needs. Does anybody feel like they don't have needs? A few people. I feel like I don't have any needs until they're not being met, and I just blow up in anger at somebody for not meeting my needs. Okay. No, oh, okay. Somebody recognized that pattern. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, you haven't asked me anything? Actively loving someone 
looks like sacrifice. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down right here. Sacrificing isn't giving something up. Sometimes we look at sacrificing as you're giving something up, but it's a trade. It's a trade for something better. It's a trade for something more. The, 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 the heart behind a sacrifice is you are not doing this so that this can happen. Not just giving up so it's done, so it's over. That's just giving up. That's just stopping. But a sacrifice is stopping so that this can happen instead. And I want you to think about that. I want us to be thinking about that for our faith. Does your faith, does my faith, does our faith look like Anytime we, we see someone who needs something and we have the ability to help them, that we help. Now, this is difficult. This is a, a little difficult in our individualistic society that we live in in America slash the western part of the world. Because we think, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, man. Make it happen. Capitalism, do your thing. Just go out and, you know, no one's going to help you. Got to look out for number one, all of that. And then after all of that, I say, but don't forget to help other people. But I'm not looking at the uh, capitalistic version of the Bible. I'm not looking at the Republican version of the Bible. I'm not looking at the Democratic version of the Bible. I'm not looking at the Libertarian version of the Bible. It says, if you, if you see any other believer in need and you have the means to help them, but you show no pity and close your heart against them, how is it even possible that God's love is in you? God's love acting out in us requires sacrifice. And sometimes that sacrifice shows up in different ways. Maybe, maybe something to be sacrificed is your opinion. <laughs> maybe something to be sacrificed is your thoughts on a subject. Maybe. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. Long-term faith, long-term faith, long-term growth in your faith comes through the sacrifice of immediate gratification. It's like that old, anybody ever hear about that old test they used to do with kids, that old experiment where they would put a marshmallow on the table and they would tell the kid, if you don't eat this marshmallow now, I'll give you two marshmallows later. Come on. Some of you in here couldn't do that. <laughs> Depending how, you know, if there was a graham cracker with it, a little bit of Hershey's and a fire or whatever. But that's where long-term faith comes from. If you look at your life and the successes that you've had in your life, I bet you can look back and the things that were needed to be sacrificed for that. If you're taking notes, write this down too. The path to what you want for your future, the path to your future may mean, possibly will mean, giving up what you want now. And you can see it all over your life. You can see it all over your life. What you want now is to go out and get some pizza, right? Not exercise. I don't know what your life is. 
What you want now is to go home and watch the you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy and just stay on the couch. I don't know what you're into. I'll send you the link for that detailing guy. He's good stuff. Maybe you could watch that guy. <laughs> but what you want now, and maybe what you want now is the path to your future. But the only way to know is to look forward at your future and what you really want, what really matters, and you'll be able to know. See, no one else can tell you. I can't tell you. You'll be able to know, does my future look like what I'm doing now? Now, I'm not saying don't ever have pizza, and I'm not saying don't ever sit down and watch some movies. That, don't, don't misunderstand that. But if you're indulging on pizza every night of the week, that's not really indulging. And I'm just saying that to myself. There's this, there's this idea that uh, it's actually a French term, a French word, and I thought about it because of this, of this verse that we looked at today, right? So Jesus makes this ultimate sacrifice. He trades his life for ours. He trades his life so that we might live life to the fullest, so that our faith may grow. And then immediately, we are challenged to do the same, to trade what life we have for those around us. But how often are we doing that? How often are we giving up our time? How often are we giving up our resources? How often are we giving up those things for the people around? Maybe it's often, and I'm not, I'm, this isn't like a guilt trip. I'm, I'm not trying to tell you you should be doing more or you should do this. I'm asking you to contemplate your faith and ask yourself, where is a sacrifice that you need to make in your life for your faith to grow? Are you easily, easily reaching out to people who aren't as privileged as you, who don't have as much as you. There's this term, this is a French word, and I don't speak French, so pardon my French, but the term is noblesse oblige. Noblesse oblige. Does anybody know what that means? I'll tell you. It's loosely translated noble obligation. And here's the idea. The idea is, if you are privileged in some way, and I know privileged is this really tricky word now, but if you are privileged in some way, in this example, in this word, if you are nobility, then you are obligated to use your nobility, to use your privilege to make your community a better place to share what you have with others. And I want to challenge you that if you call yourself a believer today, if you have God's love in you today, if you confess and you say that, that Jesus is your Savior and that's the life that you're living, then I might challenge you and say, you might have a noble obligation to share that love not to say that you love others, to share and show that love in your life. And when you make that sacrifice, when you go from saying it to showing it, 
when you go from believing it to acting on it, that's when you see what a sacrifice will do to grow your faith. And that's what faith can look like if we choose to make a sacrifice. And sometimes I don't even like that word obligation. But if you choose, if you choose to sacrifice, then your faith has already grown. If you sacrifice something because I tell you to, I don't know if that can grow your faith. Maybe it can, and it might a certain percentage of the time. But if I challenge you with something, or I challenge myself with something, and then we choose to sacrifice, I'm telling you, your faith has already started to grow. You sacrifice for what matters. When you look at your future, you make a sacrifice for what matters in your life. For what matters to you. And what's happening right now, what we're doing right now, this immediate gratification, isn't always what matters. Sometimes it is. But the only way we can see what really matters is to, ta is to take time to look at our future. And when we're looking at what our future is, what our future could be, what we want our future to look like, then the sacrifice becomes clear. When you take the time to intentionally see what you want your future to look like, the sacrifices you need to make now become clear. If you could, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. I want to pray with you this morning, but more than that, I want to give you a challenge. I know I've challenged you a bunch today, and this verse we looked at today was a challenge for you, but I'm going to ask you to raise your hand for this challenge. My challenge for you is to go home today and to come up with at least one sacrifice that you need to make this week to take a step of growth in your faith. To identify one thing that needs to be sacrificed so that your faith can grow to where you want it to be. And if you're willing to take that challenge today, then on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand and leave it up just for a moment. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick, and then go ahead and put it down. Let's pray. God, thank you so much today for the love that you give, for the hope that we have. Thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. I pray that the spirit, the hope, and the heart behind that sacrifice would live in us that we would be brave enough this week to look forward at our future and see the sacrifice that needs to be made. I pray that we would be brave enough to take and make that sacrifice this week. And even if we miss it, even if we mess up, that we wouldn't be discouraged because we know that we're living our life and this journey of faith. And that we could take a step forward every day. We thank you for that. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. 
please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Music